Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life, featuring the expository story preaching of Dr. John Katzian. Baldhead Bible Podcast is committed to keeping our show free to the public. However, as with everything, there are expenses involved, so if you would like to contribute, head on over to patreon.com. That's patreon.com forward slash baldhead Bible. And there you can become a supporting member for as low as $1 a month. While there, please check out some of the bonus material available only to our BHBP supporters. And some of that material includes Bible study guides to help you use the podcast to minister to your children, to minister in a Sunday school class, and to have some quality family devotions. Elisha laid on his deathbed. He knew this was it. He knew he was going to die. He had a sickness. The Bible says that he knew this was the end. But he also knew Elisha had one more thing that God wanted him to do. And Elisha looked over. And sitting next to him, crying, was the newest king of northern Israel, and his name was Jehoash. Jehoash probably had his head in his hands, weeping, because he didn't want to lose Elisha. Jehoash knew how important Elisha was to Israel. In fact, when he came in to see him, Jehoash cried out to Elisha, My father, my father, and he cried. And he called him the chariot and the horseman of Israel, you know, referring back to Elijah being taken up in the fiery chariot. He knew that Elisha was the man of God, and he didn't want to see him go. But the thing was, Jehoash? He was an evil king in the eyes of the Lord. And Elisha knew that. But Elisha also knew that God had asked him, Elisha, to bless Jehoash. Why? Well, we're going to find out here in today's story. But first, you've got to find out, who in the world is this Jehoash? Well, Jehoash is the son of Jehoazah. And Jehoaza is the son of King Jehu. Now, if you remember a couple episodes back, King Jehu was tasked by God to wipe out the whole clan, the whole house of Ahab. And he did that. But Jehu also 
went too far and killed too many people and pursued other gods and ended up doing evil in the eyes of the Lord. And then last week we switched back, remember? And we looked at Joash, the king of southern Israel, of Judah, and how he started out so great and then his apostasy. Man, Israel's not doing well, you know? Well, now Second Kings, the writer of Second Kings, swings us back to northern Israel and we bump into Jehoahaz for the first time. Jehoahaz is the son of Jehu, and he becomes king of northern Israel, and he reigns for 17 years, and Jehoahaz, the Bible says he did evil. He chose to pursue Baal. He chose to pursue Asherah. He chose to pursue these other gods, but he also had an inkling of Yahweh. And like his dad, Jehu, he sort of followed Yahweh. Well, he angered God enough that God sent the Syrians to raid into Israel again and again and again as punishment on northern Israel for doing the wrong thing, for pursuing other gods. And King Haziel was successful in his raids into northern Israel. It says it became so bad that they lost men after men. The army became like dust. Like dust. They were running out of men. They were running out of horses. They were running out of people to fight. And they were constantly being harassed by King Haziel. And so finally, Jehoahaz get some smarts, and he cries out. It says, he sought the favor of Yahweh. He sought the favor of the Lord, finally. And the thing that amazes me is God was gracious, and he listened. And it says that God was kind to him. Why? Because of the covenant he had made with Abraham and with Jacob and with Isaac, and, and with all his forefathers, because of that covenant, because of his love for his people, God says, all right, I'm going to help you, Jehoahaz. Even though you have rejected me over and over and over, I'm going to be kind to you. And so he raises up a savior, the ESV says. He raises up a deliverer. And this man, we don't know who it is. We're not certain who this deliverer could be. But one, some people think the deliverer was an Assyrian king. Now, this Assyrian king began to invade into Syria. And so the Syrians under King Haziel had to stop invading into Israel. And they had to pull out their troops to basically defend themselves against this Assyrian king. And when they pulled their troops out to defend themselves against this Assyrian king, whew, finally the people got peace. And the Bible says the men could go home again and they could go back to their families. The Lord raised up this deliverer to give them peace. And when the people had peace, you know what the people did? They sought the gods of Baal. And they sought the gods of Asherah all over again. Why would you do that, Israel? God had just given you peace. But when you finally get peace, you go back to sinning. And you didn't give your heart wholeheartedly 
to Yahweh. And that was the problem with Jehoahaz is he was sort of straddling, living in the world and following Yahweh, wanting to enjoy the pursuit of Baal and Asherah and the pleasure of the people and all that, but it was sin. He also wanted to follow Yahweh, but he didn't follow Yahweh completely, if hardly at all. Well, Jehoahaz dies, and his son, Jehoash, becomes king. Now, Jehoash also did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and he reigned for 16 years in northern Israel. And Jehoash decided to follow Baal and to bow down to Asherah and to do all these things. Well, Elisha has been called by God to bless this king. Now, why? I don't know why God is blessing this king. But he was asked by God to bless this king. And, and as Elisha is dying, Jehoash shows up at his bedside. And there, Elisha has something odd. He has with him a bow and an arrow. And he says, here, I want you to hold this bow and this arrow, and I want you to pull it back. So Jehoash, the king of northern Israel, pulls the arrow back, and he holds it tight. And then Elisha puts his hand on the, the part that's on the bow, and, and then he takes his other hand and puts it on the hand that's holding back the string. And Elisha is basically saying, I'm giving you the blessing of God. By putting my hands on you, I'm giving you the blessing of God. Now, I want you to shoot that arrow out the east window here. Hey, open that east window. And so his servant opens the east window. And Elisha and Jehoash, they pull that bow back together and whoop! There flies the arrow and it lands in the ground. And Elisha says... The Lord's arrow of victory. Yes, the arrow of victory over Syria. You are to strike down the Syrians in a battle at a place called Aphek. You are going to win. Yes! And then Elisha says, I, I want you to take more arrows. And so he grabs some more arrows that he has. And, and then Elisha cries out, I want you to shoot. And I want you to shoot into the ground. Shoot these arrows. And so... Jehoash grabs one arrow and shoots it in the ground. He grabs another arrow and shoots it out of the window of the ground. He grabs another arrow and he shoots it out of the window into the ground. And then he stops. And he thinks, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if God's really with me. I mean, I haven't been really following the Lord. He says he's going to bless me, but uh, three will be enough. Three, three will be good and... Elisha raises himself up. He's sick. And in his last breath, he looks at Jehoash and he says, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Elisha is mad. And he goes, you would have struck down the Syrians until you would have put an end to them. But instead, you're only going to strike him down three times. You could have won four, five, six, seven, eight battles. You could have wiped them out, Jehoash. But Jehoash lacked faith. He didn't really trust that Yahweh was going to do what Yahweh said he was going to do. 
mean, that's pretty feckless, you know? Yahweh doesn't have to. Because of his great love for his people and the covenant that he made, he was kind to Jehoash's father, Jehoahaz. And now he's being kind to Jehoash. He's saying, you're going to win this battle against the Syrians. And in fact, God shows them mercy because of this covenant. God is a covenant-keeping God who is merciful and kind and loving. But Jehoash never grasped that. And it says in 2 Kings 13 that Jehoash had victory after victory after victory against Haziel's son, Ben-Hadad. And he had three battles and, in fact, three victories. He defeated him three times. And it says God was even gracious. He was able to recover cities that Israel lost in battles with Syria under his dad, Jehoahaz. Jehoahaz, Jehoash's dad, had lost all these cities. Well, God was gracious. And in those three battles, he could have had more. He shot more arrows if he'd had more faith. But in those three battles, God was gracious and gave him back cities he had lost. Jehoash should have had more faith, you know? But we're sort of like that, aren't we? We think, well, I don't know if I can trust the promises of God completely. In fact, I don't even know what some of the promises of God are. I know he promises to never leave me or forsake me. And I know he's promising to build me a home in heaven. But that's about it. I would encourage you, if you know the Lord is your Savior, dive into the promises of God. Know what they are. Claim them. Live them out. Don't be like Jehoash and be half in the world and half out of the world and sort of follow Jesus and sort of claim those promises. He could have had so much more. How many of us, and I'm including me in this, could be so much more blessed if we just chose to devote ourselves completely to following God and trusting in those promises? Well, Jehoash didn't. But you know who did? It was Elisha. And Elisha dies. He had a 56-year ministry. He served the Lord for 56 years. And in fact, the Bible says he served and was used by the Lord even in his death. How? Well, it records here in 2 Kings chapter 13 that they buried Elisha with great honor. And back then what they would do is they would wrap him in cloth. They would dig a hole or basically a cave. And then they'd put you in there. And then they would roll a big stone in front. And that was a great honor. And he was buried with great prestige in this cave in the side of a mountain somewhere. And they rolled this big rock in front. Well... In the spring of that year, during one of the battles, when Moabite raiders would come into Israel, it seems that there were men who were trying to bury their friend. They're trying to bury a man who probably died in one of these raids. 
when here comes a raiding party and these men knew if they were caught by this raiding party they would be killed they don't have time to really deal with this body and they didn't want to just chuck him into the woods and they didn't just want to pile rocks on him so it seems like they were right next to where elisha had been buried and maybe one of the men pushed and rolled the stone in front of his grave open a little bit and they said the moabite raiders are coming if we can take this dead body chuck it in there with elisha roll the stone back and then get out of here we'll be safe and so they push the stone back a little bit and they chuck the body in there and then they push the stone back but before they could run. I think they heard, Hey! Hey, Dave, Bill, Jacob, Joseph, you know, whatever their names are, I don't know. Hey! And the men stopped. What? That sounds like the voice of our dead friend, or, or maybe their dead friend started knocking on the inside of the cave. Hey, help, I'm stuck in here. Help me, help me out, help me out. And they heard their friend screaming, I don't know, but this is what happened. The man was dead. But the minute his body touched the bones of Elisha, boom, <gasps> he was brought back to life. He was alive again. And here is this man as he's looking around. I'm alive again. What? I thought I was dead. The minute this dead man touched the bones of Elisha, he was brought back to life. Even in his death, Elisha is making a difference. Even in his death, Elisha is working miracles. That's amazing. And I bet that story began to spread around Israel about the wonders of this prophet Elisha. Elisha was a man of faith. Let's be like him. I think, sadly, there are too many Jehoashes and Jehoahazes of the world right now, you know? We know we should be following Jesus, but we sort of piddle around in the world too much. We follow him half-heartedly and not completely. Let's be like Elisha. Let's give our hearts completely to God. And if you're young, if you do it at a young age and say, I'm going to follow Jesus the rest of my life, no matter what, I'm going to trust in his promises. And I'm going to believe that they're true. And I'm going to live that way. You too could have a 56th year ministry for the Lord. Wouldn't that be awesome? But even if you're older and you've been living a life away from the Lord, if you choose now to come back, the Bible promises to do amazing things with your life if you just give it to him in complete faith and obedience. Thank you for listening to Baldhead Bible Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. You can comment on our Facebook page or email us at baldheadbible at gmail.com. If you would like to support this podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash baldheadbible. Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life. New episodes added every week. Thank you.